having that same person for your entire life, I feel that things are very temporary and I think that everything has an expiry day and I think in society now it's so uncommon to be married wow, to the same person so for true. 50 years. Everything yeah. has an expiry date. Wow. 100%. For me, what is most important is being happy with that person in this present moment, whether that's, you know, I meet someone tomorrow or in a year's time for as long as we are happy together. You know, I've got my life, he's got his life and we come together and we just are happy, then that's how long I believe that we will be in each other's lives. And when we no longer provide the happiness or we connect in the way that we do, then you learn to let go and you learn to move on. Welcome to Startups and Unicorns with Belinda Agnew, your home to learn all things funding, scaling, talent, branding, and the billion-dollar dream. Finding out how to be a unicorn in a field of horses. Hear from industry founders and discover how to stand out to those who matter most to your business. With your host, tech startup fanatic, Belinda Agnew. This introduction is going to be a little bit different, not so structured as previous ones, but I want to make this one a little bit special because this guest is a little bit special. Her name is Amal Wakim. She and I met when I was around 16 years old and she has always had this fire in her belly as far as I can imagine. And I'm just really excited to share her story on my show, just on how far she's come as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a person, as a friend. And I'm so privileged to be in her life as a friend. So I'm going to welcome her on the show because she does deserve a little business introduction of her successes. But I just want to say she is so incredible to watch. And this episode was just as incredible to listen to. So today on the podcast is Amal Wakim. Welcome to the show, Amal. Thank you for having me. I feel like we should have done this so many months ago. Like this is well overdue. I think I remember we were supposed to organize this in Sydney. Yeah, it's like supposed to be my first feet. I wanted you to be my first female on the podcast. Oh my God. And now I feel so bad. I think Bianca was the first. Bianca and Bridget, yeah. Were they your first? No way. Yeah, I feel so wow. bad. And I'm like, I wanted a mall to be my first. Anyway. <laughs> well, we're, we're here, here now. now. We are, we are. COVID happened, life happened, we're here. So um for the people that don't know you and I guess your story, um, can you dive in and just like talk about you? Like Who's Amal, yep. Wakim, your background, where you came yep. from, just a little bit of an intro. Yeah. Awesome. Well, firstly, I just want to start for people that don't know, Belinda and I have known each other for years, like oh literally since I was 18. So like 10 years was ago. Was 18? Yeah. I, we used to hang out with oh Chrissy. God, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. I feel like I was so much younger. I feel like I was 10 at the time. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think we, back that I'm like, I was 10 I yeah, know. when I was 10. It was... It was back in high, like high school. You didn't come to the same school super. as us, but we had same mutual friends that went to the same school as me. Um, but yeah, so fun fact, Belinda and I have known each other yes. for a very long time. And it just, it makes me so glad to know that people I've grown up with have moved into the tech space, particularly females. Um, 
like we can touch on this later if you want, but finding people that have gone through the same journey as you is so, so rare. So to know someone that I've known for such a long time is experiencing the same thing as me is just, it's such a good feeling. So yeah, just a fun fact before I get started on who I am. Um, But I'm Amal. I am a female entrepreneur in the tech space. I am 28 years old. I am the co-founder of a company called Equilition. So we facilitate um, science-based nutrition through a health tech platform. So what we do is we calculate the calories and macronutrients for all of our users through a mobile app. And then we use their um, food preferences, so the foods they like and don't like, to produce a personalized meal plan. And you also have one-on-one coaching. Um, you can track your water intake, your groceries. Um, and because we are scientifically scientifically backed, we um, incorporate all the foods you love. So our clients are eating pizza, pasta, ice cream, chocolate, and all of the fun oh gosh, foods yum. and achieving great results. So that's Equilution in a nutshell. And before you guys became an app, you were literally, I remember I was reading something about you girls, you were literally doing everything on a piece of paper, right? It was like handwritten. Yeah. Was it handwritten? Well, no, it was everything through um, a Word doc. So we everything was done manually, oh, okay, from okay, scratch, okay. but pretty much it felt like it was being handwritten. Um, but yeah, we started the business off manually. So we didn't come into this business with um, an idea or concept or move into the tech space um, instantly. It was something that progressed over time. So um, being two, I guess, um, females that had really good work ethic, um, that were determined, driven, um, and just loved the idea of being their own boss. Um, this kind of fell into our lap. We saw an opportunity. We identified a gap in the market. We weren't looking for it. Um, it just was something that we experienced and we thought the world needed to know about. And so we just started to facilitate it as a service, as manual as possible. So just how we knew to run a, run a company. It was back in 2015, 2016, and back then um, moving into the tech space was um, very uncommon. Um, you did have like a big brands like um, Google and so on, but an Instagram yeah. and, and I think my fitness pal was um, around back then as well. Um, but it was very uncommon to move into the tech space so quick. Um, so we ran the business manually. We wrote every single meal plan from scratch um, on a Google doc. Wow. We th- we facilitated our one-on-one coaching through Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. We um, had we had our CRM, so our client um, management system, on a Google Sheet. So we had thousands of clients on one Are Google you Sheet. Serious? Yeah, with a I team of. I thought at the time you guys were using Zoho. We we used Zoho um, to gather data and to store data about our clients, so their food preferences. That's what you guys were doing, yeah. But not as like a a management system where we oh my would God. Um, know which clients we had serviced for the day and who was left remaining and if they checked in and so on. So you could just only imagine the anxiety that came with a team of 10 people back then working on one Google sheet with thousands of clients. <laughs> and if one name went missing, <sighs> one person deleted something, oh my God, we would literally yes. like heart attack. Like, oh my God, this client's never going to get another meal plan in their life because we don't know out of the thousands, we don't know whose name this is. So oh my it gosh. got to a point where we had no, um, no other, like we had to move into the tech space. We were forced to move into the tech space if we wanted to see longevity and evolution. And yeah. we did have conversations about it. So it wasn't that we were opposed to it or anything. It was part of the pipeline, but um, being non-technical founders, we just didn't know how to do it. We um, yeah. had attempted twice and failed, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, didn't get it right. And so we just felt really deflated and we just were, I don't know, how do we, yeah. how do yeah. we achieve We need we to talk to about that as well, because yeah. 
I think a lot of um, what I love, love, love about their coalition story, and I guess you as a founder, is that you guys bootstrapped this. Like yeah. you didn't have any investment whatsoever, like, which is by the way, like unheard of mo- in most like unicorn yeah. tech startups that I know of anyway, that's all literally I'm looking at is like raising how to raise, like, do I know investors, yeah. angel investors? Like that's like the yeah. thing now in tech world. So the fact that you guys bootstrap this from, you know, building something manually to, to building out an app. So talk about how you met your first developers. It was at an event, right? And then that went bad. No, so we met them, we met them through the incubate program at Sydney uni. So, um, that's right. We, um, so upon starting Equolution, we were very in tune and very involved in like the startup space. Um, so this was back in 2015, 2016. Um, and it was really just so that we could network, we could be, um, you know, um, uh, we could meet people that could assist us on our journey. And that's where we met our first development team. So it was just a bunch of uni students. They were one of the companies that were in the incubate program. I think it was like a 10 K project, 10 K. Like I honestly, if someone came oh to me, my said, well, God. someone's offered to, um, of course, my app for 10K, I'd say, I'd say, no, no I experience. Say, like, yes. I, would, I would say, um, that is a red flag. 10 K to build a mobile app. What no, are you building it with, on? And with no experience it? at the time you yeah. jump on it. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so, um, we met them through the incubate program and I think it was like a couple of month program, um, uh, project. And we met in our last meeting and they came to the table and they literally just said like, whatever you're trying to do is not going to work. Like it's impossible. And me and Jade were like, what do you mean it's impossible? Like we know that you can do it. Like we didn't know back then we thought you could, but it made sense because our system is so complex. There are so many moving parts. There are so many algorithms, even our caloric and macronutrient strategy. It's not a linear um, equation. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't mean like if you weigh this much and you do this and you do this, this is how many calories you're on. There are so many moving parts. We've got a no, huge see, database. Yeah, there's so much and, going on. Yeah. And so like to be able to produce a personalized meal plan with no human interaction, you need to make sure that you get the database, right? The algorithms, right? Everything is talking to each other and the scaling is right with ingredients and so on. And so they just couldn't achieve that. And then through the incubate program, we also met a tech mentor at the time. Um, and he introduced us to a company that was in Seattle that then um, outsourced development to an offshore team in India. And so that project was about 200K and it went for about 12 months. And it was, they produced a mobile app. We never took it to the market, but they produced a mobile app. It just didn't function properly. So for example, it would spit out a meal plan that gave us cereal and milk, but it would have like 20 grams of cocoa pops and like a liter of milk. So like the scaling was off. It wasn't um, adhering to any of the um, likes and dislikes of the user. So the algorithm wasn't like the meal plan algorithm and the generator just wasn't right. Um, and so we couldn't actually use any of the code that they'd built for our third attempt. Um, so that was like 200K down the train and a huge lesson learned. And by the way, like for people that are not in, in tech that don't know this, but when you build something like that, you know how people, I guess from the start or the beginning, they're like, oh, it's okay. This is already done. I can just go in and change like this or like yeah. do that. It's like you can't, you literally have to start all over again. <laughs> Oh my God. And if your code, if there's not good hygiene in your code and good documentation um, and like, just like the code is like not done 
properly, no other development agency will touch your work. And so yeah, yeah. because we used an offshore company and we also are non-technical founders, we really couldn't assess the quality of work and whether things were done um, up to like good good um yeah I guess good quality and so when we moved to um when we decided to work with another agency here in Australia so our third attempt um they looked at our code and they just said we couldn't use it we could you know dive into it and see how they try to achieve things that are working and try and replicate that but we can't actually use the code that's been built so imagine having that conversation back when you've bootstrapped so you've invested 200k 200k of your own money and they're like we cannot use any bit of the code and we're just like are you serious like come on what is going on what is going on yeah so it was definitely a challenge for us so how long did it take for you guys to build the mvp um i think so for people that don't know sorry mvp is like minimal minimal viable product product, yeah um So a lot of people don't know this story of Equolution, um, so I'll share it here. So we, um, we had Equolution, which was our manual business, um, uh-huh. and we wanted to build a separate company called My Taste Guide, which was going to be the app version of Equolution. So they were going to be sitting as two separate entities. The reason why we wanted to do that was because um, we wanted to um, include a calorie counting tool in My Taste Guide, but we were very fearful that if we were to introduce that to Equolution, um, it would be so highly... Um, um, revolved around calorie counting and we didn't want to be another my fitness pal we wanted to have a competitive advantage we wanted to be unique in the market and so we wanted to keep facilitating equilution and then introduce my taste guide um yeah so so when we started developing we developed for a company called my taste guide um but when we saw our third agency so our third attempt to um the technology, our um, agency looked at us as, okay, this is Equolution, so your manual business, and this is the app that you want to build my taste guide. And because we were at such high demand, they were like, okay, let's park your app to the side and start to automate your processes internally for Equolution, like move away from Google Sheets, move away from Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and so on. So you can just service your clients um, and streamline a lot of your processes. And then it just turned out that we, the answer and the solution for Equolution was to build a mobile app. And so we were like, I remember being in Paris with Jade, all of our like most crazy ideas and decisions always traveling. Yeah, traveling. And we were standing in the lineup. I think we were going from Paris to Monaco or it was the other way around. And we're at the airport and it was so hot. Like we were sweating and we were just talking about it. And we were like, okay, so we're working on Equolution and the only solution is to build our own platform. So uh, an interface where our clients can interact with their coaches, receive their meal plan, count their calories. So we don't need to use my fitness power for our users and so on. Um, but then that's what we want to do with my taste guide, but it doesn't make sense to be building both at the same time. And it, everyone wants a calorie counting tool for Equolution because there are flaws in my taste guide that we've recognized and we want to fix. And we were just like, okay, we've just got to build one platform and it needs to be for Equolution. And so, we then decided that we would scrap the My Taste Guide idea and we started to build it out for Equolution. And I think when we made that decision, I think we launched our mobile app within the first 12 months. And for us, that was a minimal viable product because we had an existing clientele. So it had to have some level of function that replicated the service that we already provided because we couldn't take away or eliminate things that they were already doing so we had to make sure that we had a calorie counting tool we had to make sure that they could speak to their coach to a chat platform system we had to make sure that they could um read their meal plan and put in their food preferences because if we hadn't done that at a minimum it would be taking away from the service they already paid for 
Yeah. And like with, within saying that, so the MVP, so did you guys do like a mini soft launch or did you do like a testing, um, like a beta testing? Yeah. How long yeah, did so that last for? We actually figure it. out what was going like on. Te- yeah. So we, um, we did a lot of testing, um, as we were building the My Taste Guide app. So a lot of like the research and the surveying that we did, um, we could carry over to Equilution, which, which was a huge advantage. So not everything went to waste. Um, but I remember that I think it was in, um, May, we did a soft launch to friends and family. So I think there was about 80 people there um, and some of our closest clients and most loyal clients um, and they got early access to the mobile app. And so they um, received a free service in exchange for their feedback. Um, And it was really all we had done was replicate our current service in a mobile app. So it was the meal plan, the calorie counting tool and your food preferences and the, and the chat platform. And so we onboarded um, all of these beta testers. I think at the time we ended up successfully onboarding about 50 and it was from all demographics, like the men, female, younger, older, corporate, um, you know, retailers, teachers, every, every kind of person, different exercise levels. We wanted to get um, a different group of people. Um, and so we had onboarded them. Um, and for, I think it was for four weeks, they provided us feedback. And as we were um, going through the beta testing phase, we kept implementing the changes that we had received from our beta testers. However, like, I think one thing that's super important to mention is that there will always be things that you want to change. So for us, it was really just changing the things that were fundamental to the service. So it wasn't about making it look pretty. It wasn't about making it do things that um, it like additional requests that people wanted. It was just to make sure that the system could handle the amount of people we wanted to onboard and could do what it needed to do. And so we had a long list of all of the feedback and changes they had um, provide us with, but we only made changes before the launch that were necessary to launch the product. Yeah. Wow. So you kind of obviously had that little hurdle where you dropped some money. Did you lose that? Did you recoup that? Obviously you recouped it with something right in the end. Well, that was just like no, totally we, a, a we loss. Lost. It was a learning. It was a, it, it was, was a learning. learning. Yeah. Like, to be honest, like I think that every mistake you make in business, like if you don't make any mistake, you were, I don't know, some superhuman because it, it is so it's inevitable that you'll make mistakes, but every mistake is a lesson learned. And if you don't learn from that lesson, then you would just continue, continually make the same mistake. So we learned from that and we applied our learnings to our next phase or our next attempt at building the platform. And it was a success. It was a huge, huge success. Amazing. That's yeah. so incredible. Like just to know where you guys came from to, to now. Um, I was, I think, remember when we were having dinner, it was on my 30th, I think. Oh my gosh, I'm almost 31 in November. I'm going to cry. Was but like when I think to, about um, that. point? Yeah. Do you remember I said to you, I remembered, I just remembered this now when you were talking. So I remember when Amal and I were really young, we were sitting outside at Chrissy's, one of our girlfriend's house. We were there all the time. I know. I know. We were talking about Equilution at the time and long story. um, She, so Amal, by the way, just started Equilution, but the way Amal was talking, like your mindset and the way you were talking about Equilution, like it was already a hundred million dollar company. It was like, yeah. it's already happening. It's, it's here. Like you were manifesting that. So I was, do you I think was. a lot of, do you think a lot of that? Cause you always say I back myself a hundred percent, you know, whatever yeah. I do, I back myself yeah. and that's the reason why I'm here. Yeah. Do you think you got here because you just manifested or you believed that you were already like this successful, big yeah. unicorn company? 
Yeah, I believe in the power of manifestation. And I think a lot of people mistake mani- like manifestation for like, oh yeah, I'm going to repeat it in my head like a million times and it's just going to show up. How manifestation no. works is that you repeat it so much that you become that person and yes. so that you manifest it for yourself. And so if I sat here and I'm like, or like it might work or it might not. We may do this or we may get 10 clients or 10,000 or whatever it may be. I wouldn't be so determined to achieve that. And so um, I believed in evolution from like day minus one, literally. And it was because I went through my own transformation journey. And so I knew that this was something that I so desperately needed in my life. And I knew that people that were experiencing the same thing it was a tool to success. It was a tool to get them to where they wanted to be to facilitate a body and mind transformation. And so I just knew that I had to do everything in my power to see this through, you know, whether it took me 10 attempts or 200 or one attempt, whatever it may be, I knew that I was the right person to facilitate this service. And so, yes, I, because you are your own customer. You are your own customer. Jade and I were our first two clients and that's why our experience is so relatable. And the reason why a lot of people message us and say, you just really understand. And it's because we built something based on what we needed. So Jade and I, for those that don't know, we've collectively lost 50 kilos. I've lost 30, Jade has lost 20. And so for a majority of our childhood, we were going through, um, every single fad diet, we were going through our own transformation journey and we just couldn't find the answer. Like nothing really made sense to us and we didn't have Mm. the right support, the right tools to be able to achieve something that was not only sustainable, but there was longevity in it and well, sustainability and longevity is the same thing, but something that you could do for the rest of your life. And um, so, yeah, so like we, I, I like, I truly believed in our our vision. I truly believe that we were the two right people to facilitate this. And that was what led to the success behind Equilution because every morning, like when I woke up, whether it was a good day or bad day, I still got myself out of bed and I showed up. And that's because I was determined. And if you don't have that passion and that determination and you're not backing yourself 100%, it is really hard to show up because the initial phases of running a business is not very financially rewarding. And so if no. you're in this for all of the wrong reasons, if you're just doing it to earn some cash or you know, you're doing it because you want to be your own boss or whatever, if you don't have that passion and if you don't back yourself, you will burn out so quick because it is not what it seems like it is and what you see on Instagram. There are so many challenges and there are so many lows, plenty of highs, but a lot of lows as well. And if you don't back yourself, you'll struggle to get through till the end. And like just going touching on that because like everything you said is so on point. I mean, I've been through it myself personally. So like you as an individual, because I know like um, I know you as a person, I know you outside of this, you don't really have many friends. Like no. you, you, you don't. <laughs> no, don't but that's friends. not that's not like in a in a way to say that's bad. I, I to to be honest, when people say that they don't really have many friends, like I think that's an amazing trait because you pick and choose who you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so, so important. I think there's so many yeah. people that hang around people because they've been in their lives for 10 years or 15 years and they're a long friend. Yeah. So I love them regardless but you don't realize how much that person could affect you over time just by having their energy around because energy is made up of everything, right? So 100%. Can you tell me about that? Like, I mean, yeah, of course. tell me about your, um, your life and relationships yeah. and things like that. Well, I think that because I started Equilution really young, it was in my early twenties. I even started getting into, um, 
my health and fitness journey really young at 16. And when it got to like 18 and 19 and 20, a lot of my friends just wanted to party and it was something that I was never interested in. And so when I would be prepping for my show or if I was studying at uni, if I was working, if I was working on Equolution um, and I didn't make myself available to them, they never really understood why and they didn't support my dreams and my goals as a person. And for me, that was enough. I didn't want to surround myself around people that didn't support me or empower me and my goals and where I wanted to be in life. And it can be really exhausting to have that same conversation with your friends like oh I can't come this weekend and they're like oh why and you're like because I'm working they're like oh all you do is work like you'll never prioritize us like you've got your priorities wrong but every person is different and you want to surround yourself around people that will uplift you people that will like you said provide you with positive and good energy and support you on your journey no matter what and so I lost a lot lot of my friends really early on because they didn't support the life that I was living and that was because I did at such a young age that it didn't align with what they were doing they were going out and then you know after the going out phase they started to get married and they had kids and they put a deposit down on a house and my life was in reverse it was like I started doing a lot of that when I was younger and so it just didn't make sense to them um so yeah I did lose a lot of friends um along the way um, to building equilution. But what I really believe in, and it never made sense to me early on, was when they say that you are who your closest five friends are, so choose wisely. And it makes sense because although you are not you are your own person. You are so easily influenced by the people around you. And I remember doing a Q&A about this. Um, like I answered a question on Instagram about this. And if your friends go to the gym, eventually you're going to join in. If they go out on the weekends, eventually you're going to go out and drink with them. If they um, start reading, eventually you're going to buy a book. You start to get influenced influenced by the people around you. So it's so important that you you surround yourself around the people that you want to be. And so my close group of friends are people that have either been on the same journey as me or people that just bring positivity in my life. So like I've got like my one of my best friends who's my assistant as well, Bree, and she is just my number one supporter. Like no matter what I do, like Aww. she will, she just believes in me so much. And like having people like that in your life, just it, it uplifts you and it reminds you um, why you're doing what you're doing. And it just helps with not giving up. And so like, I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that um, you want to be like. So like with, so with Brie, for example, I want to be just as kind hearted and compassionate as she is, as considerate <laughs> as she is. Right. And then I've got friends that are entrepreneurs that have built, you know, like hundred million dollar companies that I surround myself with. And for them, I want to be, you know, as successful and driven and, you know, determined as they are and as, as intelligent as they are. And so, um, it's so important. It's so important. But like you said, like, I'm not, um, sad that I don't have a huge group of friends. I think quality is more important than quantity. Um, and I'm a very highly independent person. I think I enjoy my own time way too much. I think it can be um, a little bit of a disadvantage because I'm just like, oh yeah, wake up, do my own thing. If you don't fit into my schedule, then I don't know if we can hang out. Like I'm that kind of person. Like I get up and I do the same thing every day. Um, so it's really hard to meet men because I don't really make myself easily available. But um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I honestly, the people that I surround myself uh, with are in my in my life for a reason, and honestly, it's they so bring true. so much to my life. Yeah, and it's just so true. Like the diversity that you just mentioned, like Breeze, this like you know little like angel, humble, oh kind hearted, and then it's like you've got these like entrepreneurs that are like you know like vicious and aggressive, and like you know just doing crazy things. Yeah, it's just like you don't have to have 
all your friends don't have to be successful. Like you can have a, you need to have a balance of that because sometimes you can lose yourself in that each, each, um, or the other, like being successful or, you know, being too kind. Even one of my girlfriends, Amy, she, um, is so cool, calm and collected and so, um, emotionally mature. And I look at that and I just think, I want to be like that. The way that you handle situations, the way that you, um, understand your emotions and process your thoughts and manage your reactions is like someone, something that I aspire to be. And so I continually surround myself around someone like that because that's who I want to be from an emotionally mature level. Right. And then there's three who I want to be as compassionate and kind and caring as her. And then I've got my other friends that, are you know, highly successful, successful entrepreneurs that I want to follow their footsteps in. And so, like you said, it's, it's a balance of everything. It's a mixture. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like talk about um just quickly about oh, it's eleven eleven. I just looked at the time. I keep seeing eleven eleven. Weird. Oh, it's ten it's ten oh. eleven here. We're an hour behind in Christmas. Oh yeah. It's eleven eleven. I it, it freaked me out. I had to like I was like looking at my calendar and I was like why is everything like a different time? Like, why is my morning meeting? I, my I actually forgot about that. I forgot that you're yeah. in, it's a different time zone. How weird. Yeah. Um, let's touch on relationships a little bit, like oh, men, men relationships. So, <laughs> so you're super independent. Like yeah, yeah. you don't like, let's be honest. Let's just like, you know, rip the bandaid off. Like you don't need a man to support your lifestyle or anything that you do really in your life. No. So, I guess, you know, as we talk about like friends around us, you know, that we've grown up with, uh, you know, having babies, had a baby, getting married, moved out, you know, to a house, traveling, doing all those things. And like, it's a really lonely journey, you know, and like, tell me about like, where, like, how is your emotions when you see your friends? Like, obviously we're super happy, but there has to be times where you're like holy fuck oh like, yeah I'm still 100%. single I'm like, not married am I gonna have oh, kids yeah. I have to freeze my eggs like what am I gonna do yeah like I'm sure every female entrepreneur has had these so, thoughts the ones that weren't lucky enough to get into a relationship early on and have someone that supported them throughout their yeah. journey but, like I'm on Instagram or if I'm like walking along the beach and I see pregnant women I'm just like I get really clucky and I'm just like oh my god I just can't wait to like I have know. a belly and my baby daddy's like touching my belly and saying show me your belly baby mama and like I honestly would love that like trust me I have had those thoughts and I get sad we all do we're women yeah of course and I think one thing I realized is that when you said that I don't need um, a man to like financially support me or you know whatever it may be and I think that even if I didn't go down this path I think going on like the spiritual spiritual journey that I'm in and like learning to understand my thoughts and my emotions and where happiness comes from. I think for any female, what you need to understand is happiness comes from within. So like, even if it's not like the whole, like they're financially supporting you or you're doing it yourself or whatever, your happiness comes from you and going into any relationship. It is so important that you find that self love and you find happiness internally before you go into any relationship. And so I think that even if I was on a different path, I would still be in the same position as I am today because I find that a lot of people try and find happiness through other people and that's the reason why they yes. jump into relationships so quickly. Whereas for me, I'm trying to find happiness within me. I'm trying to become more self-aware. I'm, start, I'm trying to have more self-love because 
when I go into my next relationship, I want to make sure that I'm the best version of me and that, you know, not, I don't believe that I will need to ever find, be financially supported, but I don't want to ever be emotionally support, like I'm emotionally reliant on someone. Yes, they'll support me yes. emotionally, but I will never want to have my happiness dependent on this other person. Um, and so I don't know if I'm in the stage of my life where I believe I have achieved that yet. I'm still really trying to understand um, what I thought happiness was 10 years ago is different to what happiness I believe happiness is today for myself anyways. Um, but I look at these people like that are married and have kids and so on. And I think I would love that one day, you know, whether I get married or not, or whether I have kids or not, I do want to have that connection with someone or yeah. people, because I'm not sure if I believe in having that same person for the, your entire life. I feel that things are very temporary and I think that everything has an expiry day. And I think in society now, it's so uncommon to be married. Wow. To that is so true. Years. That and is so true. What you just yeah. said, everything yeah. has an expiry date. Wow. 100%. And so that is, yeah, I, for that. me, for me, what is most important is being happy with that person in this present moment, whether that's, you know, I meet someone tomorrow or in a year's time for as long as we are happy together. You know, I've got my life, he's got his life and we come together and we, um, just, are happy then that's for that's how long I believe that we will be in each other's lives and when we no longer provide the happiness or we um you know connect in the way that we do then you learn to let go and you learn to move on um people come in and out of your life for reasons and um I don't think that you need to be holding on to something for so long if it's time to move on um so yeah when that person comes around I will enjoy every moment that I have with them and embrace the change that might come with them as well that is so true. Like, yeah. it's funny that you say that because I feel like every um, woman that I've spoken to, they say similar things. It's like, because I feel like everybody has a different journey, right? Um, I think when you're, when you're hanging around with these different friends, everybody's on a different journey. Like, even for me, I am, I keep, going back to this thing, which is called ayahuasca. I don't know if you've heard of ayahuasca before. You should no. totally look it up. It's like a calling that I've been trying to like figure out when should I do it? So it's essentially like a route in Peru that you take and yeah. it literally opens up your third eye. Wow. Yeah. It's That's intense. Okay. It's intense. So I've read about it and I hang around some spiritual people that talk about a lot of these things and um, people literally change their lives. Like they go into this retreat, ayahuasca, they take it and literally changes completely who they are. So it's like wow. literally what it does, it allows you to see yourself from above and like look at your, your life and yourself and you start to question like, is this really what I want. That's really yeah. beautiful. I think that's, I I, I think that's such a nice and experience to see how intense, other, through the lens of other people. Yeah. I mean, it's an intense experience. It's not for everybody. Like you have to yeah. be really aware, self-aware of yourself before you yeah. go into something like this. So I'm really happy that, you know, when I hear people going on a spiritual journey, um, it's really hard to talk to people about that as well. Cause they're like, who are you? Like, you're so like intense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah. um, it, it's true. Like you need to look within. 100%. So, um, let's move on. Cause we haven't got much time. I want to ask, so Jade left Equilution. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like you guys knew this was coming for a bit, right? You knew yeah. This was yeah. I think she announced in, um, August or July. 
Yeah, not too long ago, but we, yeah. this has been happening for a little while now. So um, yeah. it's something that we both had time to, I guess, um, emotionally experience. And like, um, although like Jade's not dead, like she's still alive. It was no, like, she like, is. Yeah, it's like mourning she's a much loss. Alive. Yeah, it's like mourning a loss, right? Um, and so like not a loss in like our friendship. It was just a loss in our business relationship. Of course, so yeah. Um, you know, we started this business together and she decided that um, it was time for her to move on to something different. And I am so, so supportive of her, her her goals and her dreams. I will never hold anyone back from wanting to do whatever they wanted to. And I think like experiencing that and coming to terms with that is, it was hard. And so when I say that everything has an expiry day, I think it came from that relationship was that, you know, yeah. we started this journey and I think we, we thought that we would be the two people that would do this together you know, forever the business together forever. And, you know, that came to an end an end. And for me, what it taught me was that every relationship has an expiry day. So enjoy the time you have together and try and understand and learn why this person came into your life. And I wouldn't be where I am today or the business person that I am today if it wasn't for Jade. And I am so thankful of everything that we've done together. So thankful for, you know, what we've built together. Um, and if anything, this it makes me want to do her proud. You know, we started this business together. We had this same vision and I would love for her to look back and be like, well done. You know, like I, um, you know, I resigned at a certain point because I had another, um, you know, idea in mind, but, um, I'm so proud of like what you achieved once, um, I departed from Equilution, like you saw it all the way through. And so that has given me the motivation. So what's the plan for you now? Because you're running Acquilition on your own. So you've obviously taken on a lot more work, I'm assuming. So what does that look like for you and the future? Yeah. So I think right now, like I am um, really diving into what a good leader is. I think that um, a lot of people mistake management and leadership for the same thing. Um, A manager doesn't necessarily always have the same qualities and traits of a good leader. And so I wanted to move into this next phase being the best leader for my team. And so um, amongst that, I have hired some executives. So we've brought on a CTO and um, a CFO. And I am now trying to find a team that will support the vision um, and help facilitate this. And I just want to be the best role model for my team during the time change. Um, I think Jay leaving was really bittersweet. It was like, yes, we're so excited that to see you go off and do your own thing. And, you know, we can't wait to see what you achieve, but it was kind of like, oh, we're really sad. Like we don't want you to leave. We love having you around. So I think it would, it would have been really hard um, for the team to like understand. And like, it would have been like a really um, hard pill to swallow, but I want, I like from this, I wanted to be a good leader for them and a good role model and um, just inspire them and motivate them to keep going on their, whether it's in their evolution journey or outside of evolution. I just want to bring out the best in my team. Um, so yeah, my focus is um, becoming a good leader and also um, progressing a little quicker in the tech space um, and um, achieving a lot more um, in our industry from a technical perspective um, in the, in the next 12 months. So yeah, that's, that's the plan. Amazing. And just quickly touching on that, you are a big supporter of women in tech yeah. and like women in technology and like startup world or any business, right? 
That's yeah. like your thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're really trying to focus, I guess that's your end goal. Like say five, yeah. 10 years from now, where would Amal yeah. Wakim be? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to support yeah. women in business or like women yeah. startups? Yeah, I would love to be involved in companies that make an impact. Um, I would love to be involved in companies that are in the tech space and I would love to be involved with he, with companies that are founded by women. Um, when Jade and I first um, embarked on this journey, we didn't have a lot of support as female entrepreneurs. Um, it was something yeah. I wish that we had. Australian market. I don't think there's a lot of support here. I think now there is, um, but still not as much as what you would receive if you were in the, you were in the States in Silicon Valley, for example. Um, so I would love to just shed light on what it's like to be in this space as a female. Um, and also just like be that soundboard and support for people that are embarking on that journey. Um, we didn't have that Jade and I, we had each other, which was great, but we didn't have someone that was there supporting us and um, sharing the challenges and the wins that they experienced as an entrepreneur. And yeah. you learn so much from hearing about other people's stories about how they built it, even how, you know, we found our third agency as opposed to like agency one and two for, a, a, um, for our development. And that in itself can help and assist people in finding the right technology partner earlier on. So it saves them that 200K that we um, lost as a company. Oh, 100%. Um, no, and 100%. so, yeah, I would. I feel like I'm really early on in my journey. So even though I've been in space for five years, I feel like I have so much I need to learn um, before I can bring value into um, other startup um, journeys. So, yeah, I think in about five years, that's when I'll be ready to take on um, and support other startups. So w- would you would you support in like invest investment, like angel investor, yeah. or would you support in advisory? Both, definitely. Both, yeah. So uh, eventually I'd love to have my own VC firm um, oh where gosh. we do invest things that um, have an impact in the tech space and predominantly female founded. I would absolutely love that. Um, and it would just be, invo- it would involve like either my time or um, financial investment as well to support these ideas. Amazing. Yeah. And just, just to like wrap it up, cause we're also running out of time. There's so many questions I want to ask you, by the way, we didn't mention the most amazing thing that recently happened. You reached 30 under 30. Yeah. Forbes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Really, when I see that, that I was like, stop. <laughs> That was that was a huge milestone. I think That's every huge. entrepreneur would That's like love everybody's it. dream. Oh yeah, That's I, huge. It, it was an exciting. It was a huge milestone. Um, I'm so glad that Jade and I could do it together before she um parted ways with Equalition. So it was it was nice. It was a nice end to our and, business relationship. And on top of that, like you've you've done other things like in PR world. Um, because I I've mentioned this a few times, but to you, everybody thought you guys had an overnight success because they just like, oh you God. just popped up out of nowhere. Right. They're like, who are these like two like bombshells, like on TV and like everywhere. And like, you know, like what's yeah. going on. Um, that took obviously a lot of work to do. Oh my God. Yeah. We've been running Equalution for five or six years now. It's yeah, I know. And nobody knows that everyone's like, yeah. everybody thinks you've been running Equalution for a year or so. Yeah. Cause yeah. it just literally just popped yeah. up. Yeah, right, but what they don't realize is everything that we did in the first four years is what equated to of course. what we what they see now, right? So let me tell you, there is no such thing as overnight success. That's for sure. No. That is, yeah, yeah. No, it took a lot of hard work. So, yeah. um, I guess can you give some piece of advice for not just women, but you know, people that are starting out, like whether it's a tech company, whether it's a business service based, what advice would you give them? Um, 
I guess just if they're kind of doubting themselves, especially in this time, it's really crazy right now. um, What advice would you give them? Well, I think it's really important that, and like you mentioned, I am someone that believes in backing yourself 100%. Um, There is so much noise, not only head noise where you doubt yourself, but also noise from people around you that tell you that you can't do it, or this is not the best way to do it. Or, you know, even yourself where you're like, I don't know if I'm the right person to do it, or if this is even a good idea, just go for it. Run, run with whatever you um, are thinking, like do everything in your willpower to try and achieve what you can. There are going to be many, 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 many times where you fall. There are going to be many, 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 many mistakes that you make, but it doesn't mean that's the end of your journey. It's really just um, a learning experience, part of this big journey that you're embarking on. Um, So I think backing yourself is super, super important. And I think not limiting yourself to um, a particular thing. I think for us and the success of Equilution came from um, just exploring a range of things. So we dipped into Instagram. We started doing PR. We um, did paid ads. We did influencer work. We did, um, we had a referral program. We do, um, you know, we have a Facebook community. We tried so many different marketing approaches and we found what worked for us. Um, so just because something isn't working for you doesn't mean that your idea is not great. It just may mean that how you're trying to bring it to market or try trying to market it um, is not the right approach to um, facilitating it. So one, back yourself and two, just try things. It's okay to fail because you will just learn something. Um, no, 100%. Marketplace always tells you. Like yeah. you just got to try a bunch of stuff and then the market 100%. will tell you. What's 100%. There's so yeah. many things that we used to do previously that we no longer do now as a company. And it was just because it didn't work for us. Um, yeah. you know, so you've just got to find what works for you and your brand. Um, and also owning your platform. So if it's, you know, not going on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, like every platform, really find a platform that works for you and your brand one or two, maybe three, and really own it, have a very, have a consistent strategy and continue to go do not give up and just back yourself back yourself, back yourself. <laughs> I love 100%. it 100% yeah thank you so much for being on the show of course it's been awesome there's so many things that I would love to talk about more but I mean we've run out of time um so where can people find you if they want to reach out what's your handles so my handle is amal.wakim um on instagram and um the Equalition handle is just Equalition. We've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we post a lot of recipe videos, um, a lot of educational posts around calories and, you know, what your food contains and so on. Um, so I think it's a great page to follow because you could learn a lot. So you may not necessarily, um, you know, sign up to the service, but you can learn a lot just from our platforms. Um, we, love to, we love to educate. Um, that's something that I think we do really well at Equilution. So yeah, that's where you can find us. And by the way, I forgot to touch just quickly why you just mentioned that. So at the moment, I literally just became an Equilution client. Yeah. And I had this like- She's realized a lot. She's realized Oh my God. Can I just say, guys, like you need to jump on and just like have a look at the before and afters, like what food and what actually is in the food and the calories. So I was eating double the food for forever. Like, even though I'm vegan, people think like, oh, a vegan's healthy and whatever. But I was eating like six, 700 calories per meal <laughs> like sometimes. Yeah, it really comes down to your goal, right? And so I had no idea. 
if you want to embark on a fat loss journey, calories in versus calories out. And we're, we're all about whole foods. So like 80% whole food, 20% soul food. But sometimes the whole food can be really high in calories, like the coconut water that you were it's drinking. It's true. Like over 200 calories a can, which you could have like yogurt and muesli for or like an actual milk. Or like... Or like chocolate, you know, or an yeah, ice cream, literally. for example. <laughs> literally. And so a lot of people don't realize where they're going wrong until they start to understand nutrition. And so that's so what we weird. facilitate as a company is we educate. And that's that's what we – and so like yeah. even, you know, Belinda, if you were to finish up in eight weeks or 12 weeks or eight months, whatever it may be, I know that you will remember this for the rest of your life. So oh we gosh, have given you the tools for life. I've learned so much. Like, cause even the just whole vegan, I just like, yeah, vegan's healthy. Like I'm vegan. I'm forever going to be like slim and like, you know, like attractive. I don't need to worry about like, you know, what I eat, <laughs> but it's true. I put on weight because even though I'm vegan. So yeah, anyway, it's just being mindful, being mindful of what you put in your body. That's what it is. All right. Thank you so much, honey. Thank for you for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank you for the chat. Thanks for listening to Startups and Unicorns with Belinda Agnew. If you haven't already, please subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Ployd is the only flat rate recruitment product helping companies scale talent without breaking the bank. For more tips and value, follow us on our socials via at MMSOfficial and at Ployd.co on Instagram. Connect with us on LinkedIn at MMSEmployed or get in touch directly with Belinda by following her at Belinda Agnew Official.